you can sit there in front of the mirror and affirm you're safe. I'm safe. I'm safe. I'm safe. I'm safe. Or I'm worthy. I'm worthy. I'm worthy. I'm worthy for the rest of your life. But unless you find some actual tools, like someone you can actually help you to like action that into your daily life in just like these small little ways over and over and over again. I said to someone yesterday, it's like quantity, not quality, like all these little, little moments of compassion and kindness and safety and love and care and it's just these little bits of medicine like that like that's how it changes and that's for anyone who's listening who's on that path of like I know it all like why am I not feeling any better like that is the missing piece I think hey there I'm Anna Holtzman and this is from chronic pain to passion I'm a licensed psychotherapist and coach who helps passionate creatives like you learn how to heal from chronic pain and other symptoms so you can reclaim your energy and live the creative life of your dreams. In my past life, I was a disillusioned video editor working in reality TV and struggling with chronic migraine for over 10 years. But after I discovered the mind-body methods that I'll share with you on this podcast, I recovered from the chronic cycle and got back my creative spark. And I want that for you too. So let's get into it. Before we start today's episode, I want to tell you about the Chronic Pain to Passion Mentorship. This is an opportunity to work with me one-on-one and get my support with chronic symptom recovery so that you can get back into your creative work or passion project. As someone who's been through it myself, I have found that creative recovery and symptom recovery actually go hand in hand, and I would love to support you with that. To learn more, you can visit my website at annaholtzman.com mentorship. And now I'm excited to share today's episode with you. I sat down to have a chat with my friend and colleague, Aoife. Aoife is a transformational health coach for highly sensitive women. She teaches you how to heal yourself without diets, supplements, and health gimmicks so you can step into your true power and thrive. Aoife has been working consistently for more than two years, supporting countless women to recover from conventionally incurable illnesses and reclaim their lives, jobs, and relationships. She regularly runs free online events and has many free resources, including interviews with some of the luminaries of mind-body medicine, such as Dr. Howard Schubiner, Steve Ozanich, and Dr. Dave Clark. You can find her at ifamindbody.com, and you can get the spelling for that in the show notes. Like me, Aoife got into this work through her own recovery experience, and you're about to hear about it. Hi, Aoife. I'm so, so happy to be chatting with you today. Thank you so much for doing this with me. It's always a pleasure speaking with you. Would you like to just introduce yourself? Hey, Anna, thank you so much for having me here. Um, It's always such an honor to chat with you. And I love the wisdom that uh, pours forth. Um, Yeah, so my name is Aoife and I am a transformational health coach for, I mostly work with highly sensitive women and I help them to recover 
from anxiety, depression, chronic pain and chronic illness. And it's mostly things that have just been going on so long for them and they have tried everything and they're at the end of their tether. And, and, um, because this is where I was, uh, and, um, what I teach them is how to heal themselves using this mind body medicine this mind body uh, world. And of course, just my own take on it. Um, so yeah, that's it. Amazing. I know that you're helping so many people, not just through your personal coaching, but also through your Instagram, which is how you and I met each other. You're always putting out such helpful messages through that. And can you talk a little bit about what led you to this work? Yes. So (laughs) where to start? Um, So I did have a kind of like a 30 year journey of looking for answers for really seeking some kind of solution, uh, some kind of clarity for the many, many like mental, emotional and physical problems that seemed to just be on loop in my life or they would morph into something else. But I felt really stuck and very, I was really, really ill. I had many diagnoses throughout my life. And when I got to my early 30s, and the crazy thing is I had done loads of therapy by then and I had done loads of um, meditation and and was eating like, you know, I was doing all, I had done all the diets. I had done everything that like made you like a healthy person conventionally or a good person. I was... And um, but there I was in my early 30s and I had to stop working my little part time job. And I was my parents were essentially supporting me and I had to apply for disability benefits. And and just is it okay if I ask, do you want to share like some of the specific symptoms that you were experiencing at that time so listeners can get like a picture of that? Definitely. So one of my big stories was um, and symptoms was uh, it was IBS, our irritable bowel syndrome. It was very severe. I could not eat any food at all after 1 p.m. in the day. I couldn't eat like gluten, sugar, dairy, all these different things. And when I got a had a crumb of something that was like a trigger food or at a trigger time, the result was a fibromyalgia, full body flare up, like um, not sleeping, um, like so full body pain and then really bad IBS. Um, and then also like suicidal ideation, just feeling so low, just really, really, really low and desolate, like really alone and misunderstood, you know, in the world, just feeling this lack of connection to anyone. Um, uh, my diagnoses were like IBS, fibromyalgia, bladder syndrome. I used to get really bad cold sores. I had acne, I had boils. I had um, so many things. I used to get reoccurring kidney infections and reoccurring chest infections, a fatigue, couldn't get out of bed. I had carpal tunnel syndrome. 
I had um it's fun that I that I can't remember because if you met me a few years yeah. ago I could tell you the details of everything so it's like this is fun I don't even remember it the sleep yeah. stuff was big and just having to sleep throughout the day not having energy to kind of like partake in life um yeah that was the physical side of things yeah yeah I was gonna say a really wide spectrum which is not unusual right really wide spectrum of both physical physiological and emotional symptoms going on and I'm really curious at the time when it came to the the physical symptoms like IBS and skin conditions and things how were you understanding those like what were you un thinking of as the cause or the treatment plan so good this was my obsession and um I always say to people like of course you're obsessed with your symptoms because they're so debilitating and you haven't been given an answer or a solution or any clarity so that just brings about a lot of like fear and then for me I was like why I have to take this into my own hands so I was down google and all these different alternative well-meaning practitioners but um I believed it was a virus um and I believed also that like I didn't have I went through phases right so it goes in different phases right so there was the phase of like it's candida candida yeah. caused everything and all I have to do is stop eating all this food and when I stop eating all that food for six or to eight months and I take all this antifungal stuff then I was like great six to eight months I'll be a new woman and that was totally not the case because it bred this these strict diets for me bred a lot of fear of food and and fear of this fungus that was like running amok in my body and I was scared of antibiotics then and I, that was really where the this kind of like frenzy of anxiety then we brought in as well yeah. um and then I started to really go yeah I was like the digestive enzymes and the probiotics and all the supplements and then I thought it was leaky gut yes yeah so I was like oh my god I turned my parents house into like a lab where I was making my own yo yogurt and getting all these different bones and bo boiling bone broth and doing these strict um, and then I bought a juicer and I was doing these juice fast and this bone broth and taking all these other supplements and I was scared of sugar and scared of wheat and bread and all the things I was like cool again you know six months healing this leaky gut because everything's leaking out into my blood and um again more fear it's like oh you're in the you're seeing in the body it's all like fearful so I know listeners by the way are going to relate so so much to the fear and the fear of symptoms and the confusion and that chasing chasing the source like where is the hole in the wall that I need to plug up to make this stop that is it I really felt like I was just on this big um journey of looking for that that source yeah and just every time just getting obsessed with okay I found the new thing yeah. okay then it was homeopathy and then it was um yeah like acupuncture and all these all these things that these beautiful healing modalities but it yes. just wasn't the it wasn't the source 
And when and how did things start to turn around? Because obviously, I mean, I, I know your story and I know that you personally are in a very different place in terms of all these symptoms and that your approach completely transformed. Yeah. So I had just, I was on disability benefits. I was living in my parents' spare room. I was in a very, very dark place. You know, all my friends were getting married and having babies and buying houses. And um, so I was really just shut off from the world. I just want to jump in for a second too and say, like, I know that that thing you just named, like being quote unquote behind in life compared to peers, that is something that comes up with clients and people who who write to me so, so often. And the feelings that come up around the idea that, you know, I'm being left behind in life. That's a really common theme. Totally. And it ties in with the mind-body teaching being that symptoms get worse in your 30s or yes. like your late 20s and 30s, the pressure. Yeah. So all that pressure was really building up. And all the while I felt like, yeah, I was like falling behind. So I know everyone will relate to this too. My people were always like sending me things they thought I should do. Like everyone's obsessed with the idea that I should do yoga and it's just not really my thing. Like, and so they're always sending me just, just do the yoga, just do this, just do that. And so, and it's really infuriating, right? When you're in that place. Totally. Yeah. It's just like, what, you know, nothing. But anyway, a friend did send me this, uh, like link to this mind body teaching it was one of the mind body doctors talking about um like the pain science the it was like um phantom leg pain and he was saying that like all pain is generated in the brain and that that part of the brain was also lit up by emotional it was the same center that was connected to emotional pain and yeah. even though I had rejected this idea for so long because I was doing more emotional work than anyone I knew I was in a Tibetan meditation practice for nearly a decade like I but when I heard it said like this it just made sense to me do you remember which uh, mind-body physician that was that you that first clicked for you? I think it was either like Dr. Strax or Dr. Schubiner. It was like, yeah. like a sound bite of, of yeah. one of the talks. Yeah, Dr. John, I'll just say for listeners, it's Dr. John Strax and Dr. Howard Schubiner, who also both of those two have been very impactful in my journey and both in my healing journey and as a professional too. Yeah, they're amazing, amazing guys. Um, so the penny, like, honestly, that is the most, that's like my before and after, because before that I was on a wild goose chase for 30 odd years. Um, and after that, there was a lot to learn and there was a lot to navigate and to realize and to understand, but nothing was ever the same again. I wasn't, I knew where to pour all my energy in. And if I kept going and found my way with that, then things would change. And they did. I'm curious about something because as you know, like so many people have resistance to this idea that these very debilitating 
very real physical symptoms could be so linked to emotional mind body stuff and you know a lot of people feel like that idea is invalidating the reality and the physical suffering that they're going through and i'm curious what your you know experience was with that yeah so my dad is a doctor he's actually a psychiatrist and um my mom is a psychotherapist and they used to they were visiting me in spain recently and they were uh they said to me you know Eva like when we used to say that this might be somatic or some other words that they used that you would get really angry and um so it is infuriating <laughs> when you are so sick and you you've been to so many doctors that have been dismissive or you've got so much conflicting and confusing information um and then also like if you like me I had already done more emotional work than you know than I write than an ordinary person out there an average person out there but it's what I don't know it's 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 how is it different it's more like the biology of emotion yes that's a great way of putting it yeah so for me and I love biology so for me I was like oh there's there's a physiology going on here of emotion so it actually cut out a lot of emotional like work that I was doing I could actually drop a load of emotional work so it's actually less emotional work than I've ever done before yeah um and it's a lot easier and it's not not kind of digging around so much and stuff there's it's like oh this is there's a, a bio a biological aspect to emotion that you you when you can kind of tap into it or just find a way to to shift it or understand it you can really calm your body down or you can really help your body essentially to come out of stress yes and well then everyone knows at this point that stress is such a huge factor in causing so many different kinds of illnesses so it's 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 gotta help right it's gotta help your body what was the first moment so like you described that first moment listening to this mind-body physician speaking where there was like an intellectual click what was the first moment where there was an experiential click where you actually experienced a shift and a change? Yeah. So I, at the time there, there didn't seem to be, I was like Googling mind body coaches and this kind of, um, I was looking for help, but at the time it was kind of just the books or the curable app, which I loved. Yes. Uh, so because, I had, and I'll just say for listeners, because like this field has been exploding like this mind body symptom recovery field totally exploded and continues to explode within what the last four years so the amount of resources that existed when you and I both started our individual recoveries were far fewer than they are today exactly so I was really looking for more help but all I had was this app for my phone which was 
really for me, it was this, the science lessons. I loved science. And then I got Howard Schubiner's, Dr. Howard Schubiner's book. And I, and, and I'm telling you now within, in two weeks of me, just like first thing in the morning, like just information, 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 just all the obsessive energy just like went yes. redirected, right? It's so like, relate to that. Yeah. <laughs> and then like two weeks later, I walk down to my local shop and I buy these like Mars ice creams and these Guinness, cans of Guinness, which like. I had been a health freak for so long, no sugar, no alcohol, no nothing. And I just sat there. I ate like, like. Wait, can I just ask you, like, what was the reason? Because I know this story and I know why you did that. But for someone who maybe hasn't even started reading mind body books yet, like what was the rationale behind going to the store and buying all this stuff to eat and drink that had normally been setting off your symptoms? Yeah, it was like a science experiment, right? It was like, okay, I've I had I had consumed all the information, rewired my brain, you know, to certain extent. I deactivated the fear. I now understood that there it wasn't this candida, it wasn't my digestive enzymes, it wasn't all this stuff that I thought it was. This is my this is this is my my body has been in stress. So therefore my whole life previous to that, I had blamed food for my IBS and my other all different health problems. I now had a very solid belief and understanding that it was not food. And I went- Even though, wouldn't you say that like prior to that, those foods would set off a flare, right? They were setting off a flare, exactly. And I, I came to understand the that nocebo placebo effect where I had been telling my brain, oh, gluten is a danger. This is a danger. Sugar is a danger. Yes. And then watching myself eat the food and then seeing a reaction and then affirming over and over again, yes, gluten's a danger, gluten's a danger. Yes. And the nocebo meaning that it's like the opposite of a placebo where it's like you think something is going to make you feel poorly. And so then that predictive wiring make kind of comes to fruition. Exactly. A yeah. whole life of that happening. I now understood. So the fear was gone and I wanted to test it out. Like, you know, yeah. we got Sorry, you want to take it for a drive or something? I was like, okay, this is new me. <laughs> and I, I like doing things in extreme and being really fun about it. So, um, and I brought the, the ice cream and the Guinness to a friend's house for dinner. And I like just started eating them in front of them. Everyone's like, what? <laughs> so I also, I like to make it fun, right? It's It, yeah. it brings the play side of it. It's like the opposite of fear, right? Yeah. For me, that was solid proof. Like I didn't have a reaction. So amazing. Yeah. And now I don't eat Mars ice creams and drink Guinness all day. You know, I still like have preferences. (laughs) But it was just a fun experiment. And for me, it was the solid, the solid proof that this can can really work. Um and then I was like, well, I'm gonna test it out now on all my other millions of symptoms. Wow. I love that story so, so much. I've heard this story before. I'm so glad that my listeners get to hear this story. And you know, when something I'm curious about, because it's such a fun story, as you said, like you like to do things in extreme. And this was an example of that. Um, 
something, you know, I've learned through working with clients is that everyone is so different in what works for them and what's going to be supportive for them. So I'm curious, like, would you sort of prescribe this course of action to all of your clients and say, like, go out and eat the most triggering foods to test this? Or how would you approach that? I love this. No, I would not. So what happened after that is um, the there's like this thing called the symptom imperative where you kind of experience a whack-a-mole situation with your symptoms. And you. so I like whack-a-mole through what I like to say, I say to my clients, I, I used brute force. I use the yeah. brute force of my brain. This is just my brain. You know, food's not scary and just the whole extreme of the situation. But at the time I, I, you know, there wasn't the coaching, there wasn't all these resources available. So, but what happened to me after that is I whack a mold the IBS, but I got the most extreme anxiety I have ever, I can't even like, I just thought I was going to explode. It was terrifying. Um, Which is so, so common. Like it can be so many different symptoms that pop up after addressing one, but I've seen, I'm sure you've seen the same thing that like having anxiety come up as the next thing is a very common one. Yeah, because I think anxiety, it's, people are talking about it way more in the last several years, but before that it was, there. I, I would have experienced a lot of shame towards it so it's like more acceptable to have like a stomach ache or a backache than to just be like I'm terrified (laughs) I'm literally living in terror so uh so it really takes time and everyone wants these like miracle stories like that what I just told it's it's not necessarily real and this is what I always say with my clients you don't really want that what you want is the long term gain of your get really figuring out your own mechanisms and ways to to um reduce the fear and the stress the fear of your symptoms and that whole loop and then also bring in your own body uh, in your own life out of uh, fight or flight and just yeah. see, experiencing the symptoms then fade away you know I'm so so glad you're addressing that because you know I don't know some listeners may have consumed a lot of mind body podcasts and books already when they're listening others will be brand new to this topic but for those who have consumed a lot of content already they've undoubtedly heard all these stories about people who specifically read the books of Dr. John Sarno, who many consider to be like the the grandfather of mind-body medicine. Um, And there are all these stories out there of people who read his book and were instantly healed. And it's not that those stories are lying, but it's completely not the norm of how this process works. And I've got all these clients coming to me saying like, why didn't I heal after reading one book? What's wrong with me? And it's just not the most common experience, it turns out. Yeah. And it's not, it's the one we want, but it's not really because it can, if you do get such a great experience, like if I did that with my IBS and I went, okay, cool, I'm healed, done and walked away, I would not be living the great life I'm living now. I would have some other problems going on. Um, And so it's not necessarily really what you want even though when you're so suffering with with these awful symptoms like that's just that's all you really want yeah. um 
but I always share with my clients it's the when you just get in that that come into those moments of peace and those strength those feelings of like I don't know getting your own power back after feeling powerless and alone for so long and that's when and your life starts to become more interesting and enriching that's really where the juice is and you just forget about the symptoms and anyway but it just take that just takes time what I wanted to share actually because you mentioned the that there's so many people who have read all the books and they're doing so much of the intellectual side of it and they are all the research and they know all the top people and they know about their past childhood stress and they know all this stuff and I always say it's like it's up here it's in your head it's cerebral and it's intellectual and you can it's really in the in when you can bring it into your heart and your body and start to like you can you you can sit there in front of the mirror and affirm you're safe I'm safe I'm safe I'm safe I'm safe or I'm worthy I'm worthy I'm worthy I'm worthy for the rest of your life but unless you find some actual tools like someone you can actually help you to like action that into your daily life in just like these small little ways over and over and over again I said to someone yesterday it's like quantity not quality like all these little little moments of compassion and kindness and safety and love and care and it's just these little bits of medicine like that like that's how it changes and that's for anyone who's listening who's on that path of like I know it all like why am I not feeling any better like that is the missing piece I think yes I'm like (laughs) for folks who aren't seeing us on video I just pumped my fist because I could not agree more with that um and how would you say your life has changed like now like what has been the result of this whole journey that you have been on and I know you know like all of us we're still on the journey Absolutely. Yeah. So if you met me like five or six years ago, all I wanted was my symptoms to go away. I would have stayed where I was. I wouldn't even have even cared about, you know, being behind in life and whatever, living in my parents' house. I just honestly, I was in so much pain, like full body, relentless, 24 seven pain. Just take my pain away. But what I got, I always say, is like so much more bang for my book. Like, <laughs> because, like, for instance, my the relationship with my parents was always like very strained, especially with my mom. Um, and then in the latter years of like where I was really sick and, and in their house, our relationship got to a point where I didn't know if it was going to be able to be repaired which like seriously, like that was really scary. Um, and yeah, like a lot, you know, I'd fallen. I used to have really bad relationship patterns. I would like have really awful breakups and, and I would experience like friends maybe like falling out with me a lot over the years. Yeah. I would, they, they would fall out with me or I would have a big fallout with them, never talking to that person again. Like it was just stressful. I couldn't, I, hold down jobs even if it wasn't for my health I would like fight with the boss or something um I hadn't found my my career my passions I like there were just so many like you know struggles I want to say 
And um, when I found the mind-body connection and teaching and learned how to apply it to my own life and I started to resolve my symptoms, I had to start to do this, like showing myself kindness and compassion and learning about these these patterns of behavior I had learned how to behave in this way that was generating stress for myself all the time relationships family money career you know all the all the hot topics um and so that transforming those is this is the like the side effect I find it's like the side effects of doing like mind-body medicine is like it's like Oh, my relationship with my parents. I shared with you, Anna, I think when my parents are over visiting me here in Spain, like, mm-hmm. like we, we, we were getting emotional talking at when we were out for dinner one night just because it was so tender and so authentic and so like fun and light. And my younger brother is here visiting me in Spain right now. And again, it's like, I couldn't have imagined that these ever you know, not everyone has to like make friends with their family, you know, it's just these are, for me, very important relationships. And all I ever really wanted was to feel like this, like a harmony, a feeling of lightness for me in these important relationships. And then, you know, finding my career path or my my money path and becoming like independent in in certain ways and, and just feeling like I I get up every day and I, I contribute my, like my strengths, gifts and talents. And, and that's like, I feel like that's just the side effects. You go in search of relief from your symptoms and you're like, what you get then is like, like I say, way more bang for your book. Right. Like, yes. I mean, it's why this podcast is called from chronic pain to passion because that's been my experience as well. And I've seen this over and over again with clients that what calls us in to doing this work is the pain and the symptoms. But what comes out of it is like symptom relief, obviously, is a big, huge deal. Like I would never minimize that. But it's it's just the first petal that like unfolds from the flower, right? Absolutely. Yeah. And like I never, you know, I, I was I had been like studying law and you know, even though I didn't do well in school, I was really trying to forge like a a career and a life for myself, like security and independence. And, but I, I was, I was doing it through all these broken beliefs and patterns that I'd learned about what that looks like from my family and the world around me. And I was like, you know, studying a a postgrad in law while I was lying in bed most of the time, like, you know, it was, But I was really trying, you know, I was really, really, really trying. And, but I didn't know, I didn't believe, I didn't, I was so disconnected from my passion and what I was really good at. Yes. I was going to, you're kind of going into the question that I was about to ask, which is like, we're talking about how doing this mind body work, it sets free our life energy, our passion, our authentic desires and gifts. And I'm curious what you would describe as like, what were the barriers to accessing that energy? Was it certain beliefs that you were unconsciously holding? How would you describe that? Yeah, so good because I, 
was always told like that I was like a healer or be good as a therapist or good as a um whatever that that type of role but um I there was like you know there was like a lot of low self-worth um I would rather hide you know than put myself forward for these things and I there was a lot of cultural ideas that I had about so like about like success and that's why I chose to study law I was like oh there's you know I'll there's an idea that um, that there'll be a certain amount of like money and security, even though I had never been really money driven in the past, but I was seeking security. And it's that I was you know, coming into my 30s. I was like, how am I going to buy a house? How am I going to support myself? Well, I better study law. <laughs> like that, those yeah. people look like they bring in money or whatever. So it was, it was a very confusing, like, um, and then the, there was just a lot of self-worth and there was a lot of self-rejection. Yeah. Like I really rejected that part of myself where people would say, oh, you're so, you're good at that, that role. And I would be like, oh no, like I want to be someone who wears a suit and walks fast and looks important. Yes. Oh my goodness. There's so much that I can relate to about this. I, one of the beliefs that I didn't realize I was holding was that if something was easy and enjoyable for me then it wasn't really an achievement is that something you relate to 100 percent. and I didn't even celebrate passing my law exams because wow I was just like oh it's not enough there it was never I never nothing was ever like hard enough or I, I yes. never did enough yes. um, so I definitely had the belief that everything that I was supposed to just like suffer and it was supposed to be really hard and grueling and painful and then you'll earn your your few bucks at the end of the day or something like that um so so if if like if I could kind of put this into a nutshell if one of the beliefs that was a barrier to accessing your life energy and your passion was this belief that it's supposed to be hard and I'm supposed to suffer in order to get security in life. How did you go about dismantling that barrier? So it was through all the retraining of my own like uh, beliefs about myself. Um, And it was really when this life force energy started to unlock that you talked about. Because I used to be scared to talk in front of crowds. I used to be scared to talk in front of anybody. I was like so nervous. And it was really when I just started to do this work. And I can't really pinpoint what exactly what exactly the moment was. But suddenly, as all the crap started to fall away, and my life force energy started to pour forth, then it was so obvious it was like nothing to figure out, like, oh, what's my passion? What's my interest? It was like, bro, it was just, and I couldn't help myself. I started posting online. It was so embarrassed, you know, but it, but it didn't matter. It was like, I was unstoppable. Yes. The force within me was like pouring out. And I just was like doing all these things. I used to never post anything like personal online or, or my own opinions. You know, I always kept myself small and quiet and safe. And suddenly I was like, bursting forth and I couldn't stop it as much as I might have wanted to 
I relate to this so, so much. And I think you and I have been, you know, on somewhat similar timelines with our process with this. And so I remember you reached out to me. This is how we met at first. And you said, do you want to do, you know, record an interview together? And I was like, I'm so scared, but I have to do this. And my energy is somehow attracting this other person's energy. And we're both on like on this path of letting our voices free, right? Totally. And it wasn't easy. Like it was still scary. Like I was still nervous and scared in in certain ways because it was going against the old beliefs of how to keep safe. Yeah. But it was exactly what you said about the life force energy, life force energy, just just pouring forth. It becomes the driving, the driver, the driver in the driver's seat. But um, I always used to struggle to try and find out what my career was like and go to career counselors. And it was like this whole massive big team. And then like what it's so everyone knows like when you do this work like it's I always get this with clients like where they just start to like oh I always loved writing or I always loved this and it's just like then they just can't stop doing the thing that they love yeah it's so obvious to when you can just clear away all the all the crap really yes it's so something I think a lot of people will relate to is like when you feel so separated from your purpose and your life energy, there can be these feelings of urgency. Like if I just push harder, I'll get to that energy when what we really need is to learn how to take our foot off the brakes. Definitely. Yeah. And to, to get into play because like I always worked with kids. I love kids and you know, they know what they love. So obviously when you meet a kid, they'll tell you straight up what they love and, you know, they'll start doing it. But when I work with clients, there's still so much guilt about like having and again, taking breaks, playing, resting. And um, it's certainly for me when I when in this work and my journey first started asking myself, well, what do I like to do? And I'm like, I don't know, like I used to love partying and and going out, but like is that I didn't like it was so confusing because it's like I'd just been like a robot for so long and so that journey like back to yourself um and just like clearing up the the guilt and clearing up the crap about it's got to be hard you got to be struggling and working hard and can't stop can't play when you start to get into that then it becomes obvious what your what your passion is and then um, w- then when you build your confidence, um, you know, or not even confidence, but you kind of like let go a bunch of the low self-worth or however you want to put it, then you just start to move forward with your passions. So it just starts to take motion. It's so, so true. So as we're winding down, I want to ask you uh three final questions. And the first is, what would you say is the message that you're personally most passionate about spreading through this work that you do? Um, I feel like the self-compassion part is, is, yeah, it's something I'm really passionate about because I was so, so hard on myself and such high expectations and the perfectionism and everything it was just such a nightmare to live like that and I know 
how what a gift it is when you start and like you said obviously I'm still on my journey of this but it's my favorite part my favorite part is when I melt and soften a bit towards myself and then I melt and soften towards the world like and that just makes like life worth living for me so beautifully said and yeah, I really, really feel that as well. I agree that the self-compassion part, it all starts with the education. That seems to be the case for most of us, but the real work is in the self-compassion. I feel that as well. Um, and what words of encouragement would you have for someone who is very early on in their journey with this? Yeah, um, I. so one thing that, really it really triggered me listening to people's recovery stories um and I didn't listen to them actually because uh I felt like I was way sicker actually and I I didn't I, I don't know I, I didn't relate to them they were very triggering so um I would find someone someone's story that you can relate to you know like someone maybe who had similar symptoms to you and uh and and just kind of tune in with that story and maybe just keep listening to it over and over again. For me, it's all in the repetition. Um, and I know the education is hugely part of it and learning, but it can get all it get a bit heavy. Listening to a story, you know, can be can be more relatable and bring it bring it into you um, into your own being. Um, and just getting some of that hope. Um, like, oh, if she did it, maybe I can do it and um and just don't give up. Also, like I find maybe people get really confused at the moment because there's so many people, she says do this, she says do that. And it's like everyone's just saying the same thing, but in a different way, with a different flavor, and just like find what you like and and just stick with that and just forget about the rest forget about the rest just find what what you like you genuinely like to do try it out find a story or a person that resonates with you just keep listening and yeah do not give up do not give up yeah I love that so much and it's really like that is the opposite of the story of like it has to be hard it has to, you have to suffer through the work and you're saying no find what you like and what feels good to you and trust that and go with it Exactly. Truly. The sim simple way is the easiest way, is the most effective way. Yes. Love it. Um, anything else? Um, I don't know. I can't think of anything just like, just, yeah, I don't give up. I just believe like, cause people always come to me and they're like, this person said, this isn't TMS. And is this TMS? Is that not TMS? I just always say, look, if stress, it's subconscious stress caused by these emo, um, emotional, like behavior, behavioral patterns, broken beliefs, like why not? Just if you're some people like, oh, well, I've never heard of anyone healing my particular like diagnosis. I'm like, be the poster person for that diagnosis. Like be like it. There is stress at the root of everything I believe. And like, I'm not a doctor, I'm not a scientist. Like, I just believe in my heart of hearts that there's stress at the root of everything. And it doesn't exclude medical treatment or herbs or potions or whatever. But 
like just go for it with this work just apply it be your own science uh, experiment and like just apply it and see what happens yes I could not agree more once again um and so where can people find you and what can they reach out to you for what kinds of support are you offering these days yeah, so I have um I I run regular free webinars and workshops. Um so you can jump in my Facebook group where I have lots of free tips and the workshops, the webinars and interviews with experts. And um that's a great place to hang out. You can find me on Instagram as well, posting tips and 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 they find you on Instagram. What's your handle? So Ifa Mind Body. Yeah. Eva Mind Body, and I'll I'll leave you with some links to the Facebook group, which is I'll for highly sensitive women. Mm-hmm. I'll put these links in the show notes so you can get the spelling and everything. Yes, exactly. <laughs> um. So yeah, the links for the Facebook group and the Instagram, and yeah, I think that's it. Yes, I think so. Many listeners will be served by reaching out to you you're always putting out free content yes absolutely and I have a YouTube channel where I've interviewed Dr. Schubner and Dr. Dave Clark and uh and, and you Anna and yeah. lots of cool uh, mind-body experts and I find the interviews are such a great way to to rewire your brain just get the information going in and yes I have coaching so you can I do one-to-one coaching still at the moment so you can um, check out the content and and get in touch if you're interested. Awesome. Thank you so much, Aoife. It's been such a pleasure having you on. I love chatting with you. Any opportunity I get. And um, I hope to speak again soon. Thank you so much, Anna. It's such an honor and such a pleasure. I love chatting with you too. And I will chat to you soon. Okay. Take care. I loved this conversation with Aoife. Toward the end, she mentioned something called TMS. And if you were like, what is that? TMS stands for Tension Myositis Syndrome. It's a term that was coined by Dr. John Sarno, who wrote Healing Back Pain, The Divided Mind, and many other seminal books on chronic pain and the mind-body connection. And basically, the acronym TMS is used as a catch-all for all different kinds of stress-related symptoms. I've heard it said that what TMS really stands for is too much stress. So if you didn't know what it means, now you do. And you can find Aoife through the links provided in the show notes. Talk to you soon. Hey, friends, it's Anna. Let me ask you something. If you're struggling with chronic symptoms, have you ever felt like pulling your hair out and screaming, why the bleep am I still in pain? That's definitely what I was asking earlier on in my recovery, so I can totally empathize and I would love to help you get some clarity. So I've created a quiz just for you that's called, why the bleep am I still in pain? And yes, you can take this quiz even if your symptoms are not pain specifically. Just head to my website, annaholtzman.com, and you'll see a big old button there that says take the quiz. So why don't you head there right now before you forget? And if you found this episode helpful, 
please go rate and review the podcast. That helps other people who are struggling with chronic symptoms too to find the podcast, and I would appreciate it enormously. Thank you for listening, and until next time, take good care.